Blog Talk Radio. Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking, what now? That's right, what now? Circumstances and situations have happened. You feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right. You feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out. And you just don't know what you need to do right now. The reality is we've all been there. And sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques, and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now podcast. And the What Now podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right. Life's most difficult difficult moments. So, if you're interested in hearing the podcast, I encourage you to visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Again, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There, there's a tab for the podcast, and you can pick your favorite platform. We're available on multiple platforms, so you can pick your favorite platform, pick the platform, subscribe to the podcast, listen, 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 comment, 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 and share, 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 all right? So I encourage you, again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations. Everybody, welcome back to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. My name is Clifton Petty John. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. Yes, I'm talking to each I'm talking to each and every one of you that are listening. There is purpose locked up inside of you. And if you listen long enough tonight, that purpose purpose is going to be unlocked. All right. We have an amazing guest. We're going to get to her in a few minutes, but I just want to go over a few things before we get to her. 
Those that listen to the intro, you already know the What Now podcast. I encourage everybody to go and listen to the What Now podcast, www.thewhatnowpodcast.me, all right? There was supposed to be an episode released yesterday, been a very productive last couple of days, so I'm going to be releasing two new episodes on Wednesday. That's right, two new episodes on Wednesday plus the scheduled episode to be released this upcoming Sunday, all right? Now, also, those that are listening to the intro, I put that out there the last show. I want to put it out there again. I am looking for a songwriter, an artist, a creative, someone who can write an intro song. We can sit down and discuss the logistics of all of that. But if you are a creative, you have the ability to write. I want to talk to you. So I want you to reach out to our office at 302-648-5544. Again, 302-648-5544. Please leave a message. Let us know that you are calling about the show intro song, guys, because I want to take the show to the next level, but I know in order to take it to the next level, we got to take that intro to the next level. And, you know, I've been trying to do a lot of things with the intro. And it's not that it's not – I don't think it's a bad intro. It's just not – what I desire for it to be. And I realize music just is not my thing. So I'm looking for somebody who understands that it is their thing and we can talk business, all right? So that's the first thing I wanted to cover. The next thing, I want to shout out Miss Yvonne Harris, uh, Yvonne Mason. Miss Yvonne Mason. If it was not for her, there would be no Transformation Radio. She was the one that I was a guest on her show. You've heard me tell the story few years back, she had me back to back like two months in a row, or was it July and then September, I believe, and she had a conversation with me about spreading the message of transformation, and she opened up her platform, this off-the-chain network that she opened up to me for me to be able to get on and share the message of transformation, but then from there, you know, I had a desire to make sure that I'm not the only one sharing the message of transformation on this platform. So I begin to open it up to others. And I know each and every one of you from your feedback are enjoying every guest that we get on here because why? Everybody comes from diverse backgrounds, but everybody has a story. And that's the whole purpose of this show. I want to free people to be able to tell their story. I want them to authentically be free enough to share the ups, the downs, the confusions, the hurts, the pains, the letdowns, the triumphs, the victories, everything that embodies life, everything that embodies purpose. So we started this show, and I want to shout her out, and I want you guys to make sure you're checking out her show and other shows here on this network, all right? Now we're getting ready to get to our guests, but before we do that, you already know how I go, how it goes. The phone lines are open the entire show. You can call in any time throughout the show. If a subject is hit that hits you, if a subject is hit that stirs up a question, if a subject that is hit that stirs up a comment, I want you to call in and join the conversation. We want you guys to be a part of the conversation, okay? Now, again, I said this just a couple seconds ago. All of our guests come from diverse backgrounds, which means that we have diverse belief systems. You're not going to agree with everything that I say. You're not going to agree with everything that our guests say, you know. But we all can agree to disagree. And guess what? If we listen from a place of openness and a place of desire to grow, then we all 
can learn from each other. And when we leave, we will leave in a better state than we came in. So why did you say all that, Cliff? I said all that is because when you call in, I want to make sure that you understand I respect your opinion, even if I don't agree with it. But I want to make sure that you are respectful of my guests and myself as well. So make sure you call in correct. If not, I'm going to have to hit that little X button, okay? But we've never had to do it, and tonight's not going to be a night we have to do it because everybody that calls in is going to call in and add value to what we are talking about. Call in number 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. Each and every one of you know that this month has, is uh, we celebrated Mother's Day, and all month long we've been honoring women on the show. No different on tonight. And I also, for those who celebrate Veterans Day, we want to honor those veterans that, that have, not veterans, Memorial Day. We want to honor those who are fallen soldiers in whatever battle they were in on tonight. All right. So let's get to our guest. Without further ado, she is an author, an empowerment coach, and a career coach, and so much more, guys. So help me welcome to the show, Mrs. Nova Walton Marriott. Nova, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you again for joining us on tonight. As I said off the air, I believe that people's lives are going to be transformed from this very conversation. Well, I hope so. I I definitely hope so. I hope that I can impart knowledge and um, just um, create a new perspective. Awesome, awesome. All right, so what we're going to do is I start every interview with the same question. It's an icebreaker question, and that question is, if you had one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? If I had one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? If I had one superpower, I would I would share my experiences with as many people as I could and could either avoid some of the, the negative or toxic things I've experienced or mm-hmm. use my experience to progressively get better. Awesome. I, um, if I, if I re- had a superpower, I would be influential. Like that. I like that. And the reason why I asked that question is because it kind of seems like, you know, a, a funny question or a question that doesn't really have much value. But everybody that comes on the show answers the question according to what it is that they do. Because the reality is that to many people, what we do seems like a superpower. So, again, it's happened again, guys. I told you all it will never fail. Every time I ask the question, the question will be answered according to what the people were created and designed to do. So that's awesome. All right. So now we're going to play a quick game of word association. I have five words. Okay. I'm going to say those words. You can either say one word that comes to mind or a phrase that comes to mind. Hey, if you want to sing, you can sing a song that comes to mind with that word. Okay. All right. So the first word is creativity. Creativity, um, innovation. Mm. Now, how important is creativity? 
um, creativity is very important because um, it sets you apart. It sets mm-hmm. you apart. It helps you to set the bar higher. Um, it helps you to influence others. It helps you to bring about new ideas. Um, it helps you to tap in to your gifts. So I think that mm-hmm. creativity is very important. Now, I have one more question about creativity before we go to the next word. And you're dealing with, with people as a coach and, and, you know, just on an everyday basis. How many do you feel have actually tapped into the creative, I call it the creative monster or the creative genius that's locked up inside of them? Well, I think that everybody, right now I have a program going and I am dealing with eight people. Um, They are Mm -hmm. all very unique in their own little way. Um, I think that, but I think that they're all making strides. I had one, I have one person who was motivated from the very beginning, um, very communicative, um, very, very engaged. And I have someone at the other end of the spectrum that wasn't as engaged in the beginning, wasn't as eager to speak, wasn't as eager to share. And now she can't wait to get to coaching. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been um, an interesting dynamic, definitely been an interesting dynamic. I pride myself on stretching my client. You know, I explained to them from the beginning that I'm going to stretch them, that I'm going to, um, that I'm going to always put it back on them because their coaching is about them. It's not about anything else. It's not about anybody else. It's not about what anybody else did to them. It's about confronting whatever traumas, whatever dysfunction, whatever hurtful situations they have experienced and learning how to work through them so they can come out on the other side. So I throw everything back on them and um, it's been, it's been phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. And you hit something right there. Uh, you hit a couple things. Uh, you hit one of our keywords, which is, which is trauma. We talk a lot about trauma on the show, but you also talked about the responsibility, you know, that we each have and how a coach can hold you accountable to that responsibility. So we're going to go back to all of that a little later, but I want to go to the next word real quick, and that's motivation. Motivation. Hmm. Um, When I think about motivation, I think about um, progressiveness. I think about moving forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question concerning motivation because my uh, outlook or perspective of motivation has changed a lot just in the last couple of weeks. Do you believe that motivation is all should all be internal, or do you believe that motivation can be internal and external? I think it can be internal and external. Um, I okay. think that that's the... Um, that's the great benefit of having a mentor or just being surrounded mm-hmm. by positive people, um, influential people that you can learn from. Um, I think mm-hmm. that those are all catalysts in being motivated. However, I think it's extra important to be motivated internally um, yeah. because it shows that you're not, you're not giving up and you're not letting yourself down. You know, I think mm-hmm. that we all need to have something inside of us that causes us to light a fire under ourselves that we shouldn't be dependent on anything external to get us up and moving. 
Awesome, awesome. I think any, okay. I think the external factor is a bonus. And that that's what I where I had to come to because my mindset was motivation comes from within. Inspiration can be found external, but motivation should come from within. And I was sitting down talking right. with another uh he's a life coach or I can't remember exactly what title he goes by, but he helped me look at motivation from a whole different perspective to see where it can be external. However, the most important motivation is internal because what happens when that external element no no longer motivates you or if it's a person, they're no longer around to be able to motivate you. So that's why I always hit that. You have got to find something on the inside of you that that fire can be, that it can be lit and it burn and continue to be a set ablaze even in your lowest moments. It becomes a reference point back to why you're doing what you do, your why. So, oh, um, absolutely, okay. because I can try to motivate you from the outside, but if you have nothing to tap, mm-hmm. in on the inside, tap into on the inside, what I, yeah. what I say is going to go in one ear and out the other. Out the other, yep, exactly, exactly. So now the next word is freedom, freedom. Freedom. I equate freedom to being honest and true to yourself mm. and confronting confronting your pain. That's what freedom is to me. Now, okay. Now, you talked about being honestly true to yourself. Do you feel that, it, that it's hard for people to be honestly true with themselves? Absolutely. Absolutely, because... You know, in order to be honest and true to yourself, you have to admit that you have made some mistakes. Um, You have to be vulnerable. You have to remove pride and ego. You have to be humble. You have to be receptive um, to other people, you know, that you possibly may have slighted. Or um, Mm -hmm. you just have to be open, period. Um, You have to be able to look at the bad as well as the good and acknowledge that um, in some areas we all have work to do. Absolutely. Now, what if a person is struggling? They come to you, they're struggling with being vulnerable, being able to be vulnerable, even with themselves, like let alone being vulnerable with other people, but being vulnerable with themselves, like they built that wall up within themselves, even against themselves. What are some steps they can begin to take in order to, tear those walls down and get to a place where they're more comfortable being vulnerable with themselves? I started with journaling, um, definitely mm-hmm. writing down your feelings, um, possibly um, just tapping into some things that, um, well, I mean, trying some things that that help you with your energy levels. You know, just um, mm-hmm. looking into, I, I like a lot of holistic methods. I like Yoga, I like acupuncture. I um, I like those mm. things that I like meditation. I like those things that help me to kind of look inward. Um, but journaling really, really helped me to be honest with myself because, you know, when you write it down on paper, you can't hide it anymore. You know, and eventually right. when you go back and you look at that, right. you realize that you were feeling some things that you didn't know you were feeling. So if I could so offer true. a number one tactic, to um to becoming um more in tune with yourself, I would definitely say journaling. 
And I encourage people with the journaling as well because I remember when I started writing, it helped me. There were things that I suppressed all the way back to childhood that just sitting and journaling made me remember how it actually happened. Like some things I suppressed and then I created like an alternate world. Like in my mind, what really happened didn't happen. I made this whole story up that happened. But when I began to journal, it helped me realize, nah, Cliff, what you you made up, that was great in a little fantasy world, but that's not really how it went. So I was able to become more self-aware and even more vulnerable with myself from that. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I've, I've only tried acupuncture one time on a, a cruise last year, and I was I was telling people how good it makes you feel. Like, it's like mm-hmm. I don't even know really how to describe it. You know, I really don't know how to describe it. Yeah. That is so true. That That is – it is an awesome experience. Yeah, you're just susceptible, now, susceptible next, to so many different reactions to um, right. to acupuncture. Um, I've had I've had a myriad of experiences in my time doing acupuncture. I've had um, times where it just knocked me out and put me. I was so um, exhausted, just mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. I've had times where I laid on the table, my practitioner um, entered needles, and I was instantly put to sleep. I've had times where my body would shake. I've had times that um, my nose would run. I've had times that I woke up with a headache. I've had so many different reactions to um, mm-hmm. to acupuncture. But, you know, it, it depends on what you're going through, where your energy is, right. you know, how, you, how right. your body react to it, reacts to it. It's dependent upon where your body is at, where your mental is at. So it's, it's, definitely, um, it's definitely amazing. Definitely, definitely something that I would continue to do ongoing. And I encourage people to get out and learn learn about different things like that too, because to me that does teach you more about your body. Uh, I go to my chiropractor once a month for a setting, and that has taught me not so much. That's taught me a lot about my physical body, but also the mental, the spiritual, all of those sides of it too. Like those things are you know put in place to help us realign and recenter ourselves so that we can become more effective in whatever we're doing throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, the year. So that is so important, so important. Now, the next word is life, life. Life. When I think of life, I think of, the first thing I think of is, free spirit um, living unapologetically um, not living offensively but living unapologetically being being true to yourself um, taking life by the, the taking the bull by the horns um, mm-hmm. constantly honing your craft um, setting goals for yourself um, constantly figuring out what's open to you so that you can grow. Um, life is not becoming complacent, never being comfortable mm. in the same place for too long. Mm. Now, from that from that definition that you gave us, do you believe a lot of people are living life 
or a lot of people have just kind of gotten that place of comfortability or I always call it like a zombie-like state where Monday runs into Tuesday and Tuesday runs into Wednesday and all the way back, you know, around and around and around where it's just like the same thing over and over and over again. I think most people are not living life. I think most people are routine mm-hmm. and um, complacent. And with these, you know, these recent events, you know, with COVID, yes. I think that um, we're, li- you know, and most people are living more and more in a bubble because of that. Um, right. They're definitely not trusting. Um, they're definitely not walking faithful. They're walking in fear. Mm-hmm. So, um I don't I don't think I think there are some people out here living life. Um, I think that yeah. they definitely experienced something that made them have a whole new outlook on life, which opened them yes. up to living more freely. But um mm-hmm. I think for the most part, most people are routine and they just have this um they have this regimen that they follow. And in order to mm-hmm. deviate from that it has to be some type of um extenuating circumstance. And, and let's stay right there for a minute because you transitioned from a career in the criminal justice system, correct, to entrepreneurship. Well, I'm actually working. In, I'm still working in the criminal justice system. I still work a full time okay. job, and mm-hmm. um, I do. I have my business that I'm that I work in addition to my um, my full time position as I'm still trying to grow my so, business. So how was that transition for you, though, just from just being in the criminal justice system to adding, you know, the entrepreneurship to it as well? Well, I've always worked multiple – I've always had multiple employment, so it's nothing for Mm -hmm. me to have – it's not unheard of for me to have multiple things on my plate. Um, It was Mm -hmm. different with regards to, um, you know, all the – all the steps that you have to take to become an entrepreneur, all the things that you have to stay yes. on top of, um, yes. being able to market and brand myself, you know, that was different. Um, I never had to worry about that before because, you know, any other stream of income I had was, you know, somebody else, me working somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. But um, it, the transition the transition has been good because what I'm doing, I'm passionate about. So um, I'm passionate about helping people. And honestly, what I do for my business kind of parallels what I, what I did for the most part in my criminal justice experience. I, um, I started mm-hmm. off as a correction officer, and then I went to parole and probation where I was an agent and eventually went into leadership. Um, I also did some training and development in that arena as well, both arenas actually. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially in parole and probation, there's a counseling component. You know, you're motivationally interviewing all the time. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't hard for me to transition from doing that with my clients in parole and probation and doing that with my clients in coaching. You know, I have to tweak a couple of things naturally, but, you know, either way you're dealing with people that are having some issues. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now let's talk about what we're going through in this world right now. You brought it up, COVID-19. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are out here that are discouraged. I heard the suicide rate is up. Uh, Depression is, you know, through the roof right now. What is something that you could say to those individuals that are out there 
that basically feel I've lost my home, I've lost my job, or maybe I haven't lost my home, but I've lost my job, I've lost everything that I valued in my life, I've lost some family members, I don't see any reason to continue on. What is something you would say to those people? I would say in times like this, you have to really tap into your faith. You have to really um, Mm -hmm. tap into your higher power and um, move in a lot more faith than fear. You know, you have to know that um, you have to definitely move in purpose. Um, I'm a person that, um, you know, I try to create avenues for myself. Um, Mm -hmm. In addition to having a full-time job and and being an entrepreneur, I also have other things that I do. I drive for Uber, I drive for Lyft, I drive, I do for Instacart. You know, there's I try to create avenues for myself because I grew up with the notion that um, you should never let your world crumble around you if you can help it. So right. I try to create opportunities for myself. So God forbid, if I find myself without a job. I have something to fall back on. Um, I would Mm -hmm. say, um, you know, I don't, this has been a devastating period. And, you know, I don't know, I honestly can't tell you how I could go about comforting somebody that lost their loved one to this pandemic. Um, I did have Mm -hmm. a loved one who was affected by it. And by the grace of God, she threw it. She's recovering now. Um, But it was a scary time because, you know, there was that op- that there was that possibility that we could lose her, couldn't go visit her, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't speak to her because she was on a ventilator. You know, it is um it's a time of this is a time of separation, but I mm-hmm. also think that it's a time that is presenting an opportunity for reflection. It's presenting yes. an opportunity for people to put their lives into in perspective and to think about what they truly want for the future and how they're going to go about executing that once all of this lifts. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, this, the world coming at it to a standstill definitely put things in perspective. You know, it definitely put things in perspective. Um, I mean, if you look at it from a biblical point of view, you know, it was written. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you could look at it that way. You know, I, I'm a firm believer that God doesn't put you through anything that he can't bring you through, but that doesn't necessarily Amen. mean that some lives will not be lost in the process, that some changes will not be made in the process. You know, but I think that if we're lucky enough, Amen. if we're lucky enough to open our eyes every day, we're lucky enough to have a new day to look to look at, then that's an opportunity in itself to to make something so happen. So true. And, and you you hit it. You're talking about opportunity. You're talking about make something happen. And I um, I know when this hit, a lot of people looked at it in a negative sense. And I, I always tell everybody this. My pastor, she used to always say, in everything, find your place of praise. Find your place of praise. And I remember I was looking, I don't even remember what I was looking at, but it was showing that since, you know, COVID had hit, and everybody was basically required to stay at home, and we know some still go out, and then the essential workers who we praise God for, you know, that are out there on the front line. Um, But it was showing how the earth was, like, healing itself. From us Mm -hmm. staying home, not being out there so much, the earth was healing itself. And it was like, 
that spoke to me so much because it was like, okay, if Earth is taking this time to heal itself, then we need to be taking this time to allow ourselves to be healed, allow ourselves to be restored, so that when we do come back, as you said, we come back, you know, even with a greater force and a greater understanding of our purpose and begin to execute it even greater. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, the last word of the game is transformation. Transformation. Um, I equate the word transformation to the word truth. You can't yeah. change. You can't transform until you're honest. Mm. So true. So true. Now, let's talk about that, that word truth. Let's talk about that word truth. How easy was it for you to come to some truth with yourself along the journey? Was it challenging? Was it easy? Was it something, you know, you just, bam, I got it now, let's go? Or was it, you know, sometimes you hit some walls and we're like, oh, man, I don't even want to face that reality? Um, It was difficult for me because um, Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time in fight or flight. And I spent a lot of time um, focusing on what other people did to me. I I wasn't taking a look at myself. And eventually, um, you know, what the turning point for me was when my marriage broke up and I Mm. didn't have anything left in my cup to replenish myself with. Mm. It knocked me on, it put me on my back for a couple of years. I was working, doing what I needed to do but I was literally on my back. I would come home and just go to bed. And um, if I just didn't want to deal, there were days that I didn't want to open my eyes because then I would have to think about how much of a mess my life was. And Mm -hmm. um, one day I just said, you know, I can't continue to go on like this. I need some type of intervention. And I started going back to acupuncture um, because that has a count. You know, my, my practitioner, she... We have a sit down before she um, puts before she places needles, and she says, "Well, where are you at?" And I was able to get a lot off my chest in in those sessions. Um, I started seeing a life coach who was mm-hmm. um, who I wasn't always happy with um, because right. <laughs> she enforced that I look at myself. She enforced that I look yeah. at myself. She enforced that I journal, and you know I was still wanting to do things my way. Um, she said a lot of things to me that at first I felt were very harsh and there were times I didn't want to go back, but I continued to go. And, and the more I continued to go, the more I continued to face myself, the better I started to feel. I started to go to yoga and, um, you know, you know, yoga place puts you in, it puts you um, in, in tune with your breath. That makes a difference because mm. it calms the anxiety, being able to breathe deeply, use your lung capacity it calms the anxiety. It helps you to look inward. It helps you to stretch your limbs and open up your um, open your body up, lengthen your body. So all the tightness that I felt inside was now releasing itself. That was helping me a lot. And um, the journaling, the more I wrote, the more I read my words, the more I realized just how hurt and um, damaged I really was. And I just didn't want to live like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be angry anymore. 
I didn't want to be a victim. I didn't want to blame myself, right. blame other people. I wanted to just take a look at where I was stepping wrong and about it. And if, and for the most part, I wanted to learn how to forgive, which is still a work in progress for me. Um, right. I definitely wanted to be, um, I always say this, more emotionally intelligent because my temper was out of control. I was angry all the time, lashing out at people, um, not a good per- not just just not an easy person to be around. And when when my temperament started to affect, you know, when my personal life started to affect my business life, something I had mm-hmm. never done before, I knew I was out of control and I needed to do something about it. Right. So it's but it's, it hasn't been easy, and it's still not easy. I you know even to this day, if I have somebody tell me about myself, it's not easy to receive, but it's easier for me to take a look at it. Before I would just be defensive, right? You know, I can I can process it a little different now, so it's it's definitely working, definitely working. And I'm glad you shared that reality uh, on this show. I like to um, get the balance of everything because I know that a lot of times listeners hear. We're life coaches, we're empowerment coaches, we're entrepreneurs, we're psychologists, we're all of these things. And sometimes those things are intimidating to a person who feels like, I don't even know if I want to wake up tomorrow. Like, I I really hope, I plan on eating this last meal and not even waking up tomorrow because I just want the pain taken away. And when they can see right. and hear our process and the pain that we still go through sometimes even in our process that gives them, you know, a hope. And that that's the whole purpose of this show. And I just thank God for those that are willing to come on and be, you know, translucent or transparent enough to say, yo, listen, it, it, some days I still, it's still a challenge for me or it's a work in progress for me so that individuals can understand that while you are working and it's a progress in you, you still can be accomplishing the goals that you have set in life. Right. I mean, and you know what? At the end of the day, our life is not ours. You know, we really have to be mindful of the decisions that we make for our lives. Um, Our life is not ours. We have a path that we're supposed to walk. And it might not be easy, but we have a path that we we need to walk. So we, we have to walk in that mindset that we're not in charge. And that kind of makes things become a little more easy, too. So now you're talking about walking in the path that was designed for us, purpose. Let's talk about how do I navigate back to that path? Say I was on that path, and then all of a sudden I got distracted. Something made me angry. Something made me mad. Something seemed more appealing to me. The grass was a little greener on the other side. And now I'm over there, and I realize that nobody's watering that grass anymore. How do I get back mm-hmm. on that right path? What are, what do I need Stop to do? Stop looking for somebody to water it. And water, uh huh, uh huh. Yes, yes, yes. Water it again. Okay, now let's water it yourself. Water it yourself. And I think that um. 
I do coaching and I do rotation as well. And people always ask me, well, what's the difference? And I explain to them, well, if you hire me as a coach, I'm going to be there to cheer you on and push you and motivate you, but you're going to do the work. You hire me as a consultant, you're hiring me to fulfill the task. I think a lot of people when it comes to their life want consultants in their lives to do the, you know, the hard work, make those hard choices because I used to be a person that didn't want to have to live with the consequences of the decision I made if it was the quote unquote wrong decision. So I was a person Uh that used to be, I just didn't make no decisions until it was too late, you know, to a degree where it was like the decision I made had very little value because it basically had already been made until I came to that place and was like, no, this is, I can take that responsibility on. Now, purpose. Let's talk about purpose. What is your definition of purpose? My definition of purpose? Anything you wake up in the morning and um, don't feel stressed and strained to do, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, makes when you sense. wake up in the morning and... When you wake up in the morning and you're focused and um, you know where you're going and you want to do everything you can to get there. You, when you wake up in the morning optimistic and um, just open to the day, that's my mm-hmm. definition of purpose. Do you feel everybody you know, no has a purpose? Yes, I do. I, I don't think everybody okay, has tapped into their purpose. That's that okay. I don't think okay. everybody has okay. tapped into their purpose, but I think we absolutely have a purpose. I think um, I think as we become more self-aware, we start to realize our purpose in life. Um, I never mm-hmm. thought that um, that I would be coaching people, um, you know, okay. and I still okay. have to check myself sometimes because I'm a work in progress. I um, am not right. completely, you know, 100% where I'm supposed to be, so I need to do right. a spot check every once in a while and say, you know what, um, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're doing your Absolutely. work so you don't become a hypocrite. Absolutely. So um, I, I never thought, but I never thought that I would be sitting down helping people make sense of their lives because for so long I couldn't make sense of my own. Hmm. So as I, you know, I think as people become more self-aware, they begin to, to walk in their purpose and it becomes effortless. I totally agree. I believe that you have to be, the more self-aware you are, the more freely you can walk in purpose because I always tell people sometimes we're trying to figure out what our purpose is without trying to figure out who we are. And Mm -hmm. you are inside of your purpose. You are inside of your purpose and your purpose is inside of you. So if you're running from who you are, you're running from your purpose. And I tell people all the time that sometimes we marry our purpose within us. And, you know, we need to allow ourselves to deal with everything we need to deal with and dig it all up, dig it all up, dig it all up, and then, aha, here we come. Now we've discovered those gifts, talents, and abilities that are connected to the very purpose that we were created and designed for. Well, I think a lot of times, I think, go ahead. No, you go ahead, you go. I think sometimes tapping into your um, 
think sometimes it's hard for people to become self-aware or tap into their purpose because I may think it's based on how you came up. Um, I came up um, avoiding, not addressing. That didn't make it easy for me to tap into my feelings. You know, it made it easy Mm -hmm. for me to suppress because I was told we're not going to talk about that. So how am I going to, how was I going to tap in? How was I going to become more aware of myself if I was stifled? You know, I had to make a decision that I wasn't going to let anything stifle me anymore. But it took for me to become deathly ill. It took for me to become heartbroken um, to a point that I thought I would never recover. Um, It took for me to feel so hurt and so sad that I didn't want to get out of bed every day for me to realize mm-hmm. I couldn't suppress it anymore. You know, that's a, that's a Band-Aid that you're putting on it. You could, you could suppress it all day long. You could go to sleep and sleep for 14, 15 hours if you want to, but when you wake up, it's going to be there. Oh, so how about deal with it so you can rip the page out the book? Mm-hmm. Well, 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 that, that mm. let's go back to something you said. Uh, we're going to come back to purpose, uh, but you talked about, Learning to forgive, learning to forgive. Uh, in your journey, on your journeys of learning to forgive, what is something that you've learned about forgiveness or a new outlook you have on forgiveness that you may have not had in the beginning? I learned that forgiveness is about me. It's not about the other person. It's for me. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. I can make it over the hump. It's so that I'm not stagnated. It's so that I um, am not stuck worrying about something that my offender is not worried about. It's for me. Right. I thought by forgive. I used to think that by forgiving people, you were letting people off the hook. I'm really letting myself off the hook when mm-hmm. I forgive. Absolutely. I don't have to have a relationship. I don't have to speak to those people if I don't want to, you know, if they're not willing to make a change. Right. If they're toxic right. in my life, I don't have to deal with it. However... If I choose to forgive, then I release myself of even having to relive that in my brain. You know, in order to be unforgiving, you have to relive stuff over and over again. You have to remember that anger to be unforgiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one of the things. I don't want to live like that anymore. One of my takeaways from it was, you know, what what you said basically, it is about it was about me it wasn't about anybody else and then i also learned that they were no longer hurting me anymore it's now me hurting me because i keep replaying it in my mind <laughs> so i keep replaying mm-hmm. it in my mind i'm getting more angry and angry and angry with them but the reality is they're gone they're not even here and in their mind they may have forgotten it, pretending they've forgotten it, whatever's going on with them doesn't even matter. But I keep making myself wear this thing fresh. It's like I keep ripping and ripping and ripping at my heart, ripping and ripping and ripping at my value, at my esteem, at my energy, at everything over and over again. So I had to learn, you know, how to forgive myself too because it was like, I'm hurting me so bad. I'm hurting me worse than they hurt me. You know, and that's exactly. something that that's I another good point to experience. Mhm. Yeah, that's another good Absolutely. point too. We hurt ourselves. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So let's talk about the business. 
I want you to talk about the businesses, your business and the services that you provide and, you know, how the business, be, how the idea went from being an idea to developing into a business. Well, um, in the midst of me going through my journey um, and deciding that I wanted to help others, I um, took a life coach certification. And mm-hmm. then um, when I completed that, I, I've always done resumes for people, I mean, okay. family members, friends, and I'm really good at it. So I added that component to it as well. Um, I I wanted to incorporate what I did working in the criminal justice field and also incorporate the rest of my education in it as well. That's when I came up mm-hmm. with the idea to do some career coaching, to do resume writing, to do life coaching. Um, the life coaching piece comes from, like I said earlier, my um my counseling piece from what I did in the criminal justice system. Um, The Mm -hmm. career coaching and the resume piece comes from my, my master's degree in human resource development. Um, Okay. I have a training and development background. I taught at a, um, a correctional training academy for a number of years. I also taught at a college for um, a couple of months. I did um, training and development for parole and probation. I also did training and development for a um, train-the-trainer program for the state of Maryland. I'm certified under Mm -hmm. the state of Maryland for um, basic basic instructor and lesson planning. And I wanted to take all of that experience and put it and lump it into one and create a business by it. But I wanted, for the most part, I was about empowering people, uplifting people. So I created a business called Higher Self. Um, Higher is spelled mm-hmm. H-I-E-R. Uh, initially, mm-hmm. I spelled it H-I-G-H-E-R, like, you know, just a regular word, and I didn't really like that. I liked the name, mm-hmm. but I didn't like the spelling. So I tried to find a way to put a nice spin on the spelling of the of the um, the name of the business and did some brainstorming and looked at the word hierarchy. The word hierarchy means upper echelon Mm -hmm. or point of authority. And um, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, that's perfect. So I decided to spell higher, H-I-E-R. And um, with this this business, I've been doing some resume writing. Um, I'm getting ready to um, to edit a manuscript for somebody. Um, I also have written... I've written an afterword. I wrote an afterword for a friend of mine not so long ago for her book. I just got a request to write an afterword for another book, so I'm I'm kind of dipping and dabbling in that. Um, I created a series of motivational workshops that I haven't been able to deliver yet, but I hope to deliver in the future. Okay. Um, one on um one on anti-bullying, um, which is geared toward mm. um adolescents that I would like to take into schools mm-hmm. or maybe take into juvenile facilities. Um, I have one on um, uh, what's the other one I have? Oh goodness, I have one on parenting. I have mm-hmm. another one on self awareness and vision. And mm. recently, I started doing these webinars on Zoom. Started creating these topics okay. and giving these free webinars. The free webinars led to me starting my first coaching program. So right now I have that um, going. It's actually going to end on the 30th. Six components. Okay. Um, the first component is um, parenting foundation. Um, the second one is trauma. Mm. Third one is ego. Mm. Fourth one is 
uh, grief. No, third one is grief. Fourth one is ego. Fifth one is forgiveness. And sixth, the sixth, the last one is letting it all go. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing that, and it's been it's been really unfolding nicely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's talk about the oh, book. Oh, and I'm also an author. I forgot to mention my book. Okay. Um, yes, I'm... I um, in, <laughs> in, the, in the midst of me journaling, in the midst of me journaling mm-hmm. and learning so much about myself, um, I ended up with just a lot of content, a lot of information. And as I started reading my words over my thoughts, over um, I, it began to make me reflect. Started reaching out to a couple of family members and um for lack of a better way of saying it, um, letting them off the hook, you know, just telling them, listen, you mm-hmm. did your best, mm-hmm. and I want you to know I forgive you. And um, right. one of those people being my father, and, you know, he, in the midst of having a conversation with me, he said, you know, you should write a book because I think you have something important to say. So I put that in the back of my mind, and um, as I read my journals over and over again, read my words over and over again, I started to feel like, you know, maybe I do have a book. And I started mulling over the idea, and I decided to put one together, but I didn't know how I was going to publish it. Um, Lo and behold, Mm -hmm. I ended up having a conversation with a good friend of mine of over 26 years, and she said, you know, I'm starting my own publishing company, and I've written a number of books. I can help you with that. We started to, um, you know, discuss what I was doing, and she gave me an offer that I couldn't refuse. And the rest is history. I ended up a published author. Um, in December, well, I'm sorry, well, early December of last year, the name of the book is The Sleeper Has Awakened. It's um, available in paperback mm-hmm. and book on Amazon platform. Um, I also, um, December of last year, December 28th, to be exact, I recorded the audio version of the book. That's available on my website. Um, my website is www.hirself.com. And if you go to my website, it will not only tell you all the services that I offer, it offers you the opportunity to either buy the book from Amazon, it's linked to Amazon, or buy the book off my, buy the audio version off my website. It's also linked to my social media, which will give you a bird's eye view of, you know, just different quotes. I have, I have quotes that I, you know, post, not, not all my, my quotes, you know, just post quotes that I feel are valid and relevant. They're streaming through my website. So, you know, and there's also a tab that offers an opportunity to show interest in the coaching program because I plan on delivering some more as time goes along. So that's what I have going on. But my book has been, I've been um, very focused on marketing my book. It's, it's definitely been successful. You know, the sales have been successful. It's been helping people. Um you know, everybody that's come in contact with this book has, you know, told me how they've been motivated to tap in and, you know, make some changes within themselves. Um, I've also gotten a lot of a lot of positive feedback from people that have known me for years because they didn't know that I had been through all the things that I've been through. You know, they, they mm-hmm. always say that, I make, that I've made it look good. I've always walked around, you know, um, just trying to stay positive and trying to stay uh, motivated. So they didn't know that I had gone through so many things. So it's it's um, 167 pages. I also have a photo journal in the back of the book that um, where I'm depicting several emotions that I've gone through in my life through yoga picture, the yoga pose. Oh wow! So um, that's that put a definitely that definitely put an interesting spin on the book. 
And um, it's, it's just been an amazing journey. It's really, really been an amazing journey. I'm very proud of the book. I'm also, um, I wrote a workbook to accompany the book. Um, as I grow my coaching business, I plan to use the workbook as a basis of my coaching. I should be mm-hmm. publishing that probably in the next two months or so. So it's it's coming together. Awesome. So now, who who's your target audience for this book? Like my listeners that are out there listening, who are the ones that should purchase this book? I think that I think my book is is very universal. I've I've gotten positive feedback mm-hmm. from men and women. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if I could choose an audience, I think women would probably relate to it the most because I'm mm-hmm. a woman. But I definitely think right, that men right, can take you. away from it as well. Um, I would um I would love for my book, I would love for young girls, you know, teenage girls to read yeah. my book because some of my most tumultuous times were when I was a teenager. Some of my biggest mistakes were when I was a teenager. My self-esteem was low. Mm-hmm. I was seeking love in all the wrong places. I, I had daddy issues. Yeah. I had mommy issues. And, um, you know, that's where it starts. I made a lot of mistakes in my teenage years and in my 20s. Um, I made a lot of mistakes in my 30s and 40s, too. I'm 45 now. But um, mm-hmm. I did, you know, I made a lot of mistakes as a teenager because I was just lost and I was looking for love. I just wanted love. So I think that this book could be beneficial to teenagers having a really hard time. I think it could be beneficial to domestic violence um, survivors. I think it could be beneficial mm-hmm. to people with low self-esteem, um, people that have abandonment issues, people that have any tra- any underlying trauma, people that have grief. I touch on so many subjects in this book. I think pretty much anybody could read this book and take something away from it. Awesome, awesome. And guys, you heard it. If you don't, your person, I don't feel like reading the book. She has the audio version as well. Purchase the audio version. Listen to it while you're working out. Listen to it while you go to sleep. You know, let it let it minister to you while you're asleep as well. Now, also listen to it while you're awake as well, but let them words minister to you while you're asleep also. Now, Say there's somebody listening, and they've been journaling, they've been writing, but they're struggling with the idea that anybody would ever pick up a book written by them and read their story or, you know, listen to the audio copy of their book. What would you say to them? That you would be surprised how um, how many people can relate to you. You would be surprised that, you know, in writing down your words, you know, I know in writing down your words, you you feel alone or you feel like your story is exclusive to you. You'd be surprised how many people share the same story and could really take something away from the gift of your words. You know, so I think that um, writing a book, first of all, it will set you free. And second of Mm -hmm. all, it will reach people and help people. Awesome. Now, I want to talk about one more thing uh, before I get to the last three questions. You talked about you have a workshop on vision and self-awareness. Vision is another one of my big topics that I love to talk about. I love to talk about vision from the ministry perspective to the business perspective to your personal life. What is your definition of vision? 
getting a clear idea of where you want to be in the future. I mean, even if you separate it into parts, um, short term, which would be maybe the next five years, um, medium, which would be the next maybe 10 to 15 years, and long term, where you want to end up for the duration, where you want to be when, when you're old and gray, where you want to be, you know, where you want to be in life mentally and physically at that particular time. It's having a clear view of what direction you want your life to go in, what direction you want anything to go in, your life, your business, right. um, anything. Just having a clear view. Now, why is that important? Setting, set, I think vision is setting intentions, too. I'm sorry. I think vision is setting intentions yes, as well. I think a good start to, to figuring out your vision, a vision board, I have two of them. Mm-hmm. I just I mm-hmm. let them sit in my mm-hmm. room and manifest, and they definitely mm-hmm. um, they definitely manifest it in more ways than one. There's something Absolutely. about on being board. able to to set your eyes on your ideas, set your eyes mm-hmm. on your goals. Um, it it yep. motivates you, definitely motivates you. Yep. I add to my vision board all the time. I write all over my vision right. board. If I think of something that I that I want to do that wasn't there before, I write it in. And I let it manifest. I'm a true believer that you can manifest your your goals. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why it's important because you have that ability inside of you. I tell a lot of people, the Bible says, "Faith without works is dead." Sometimes we have people that are just to sit back and wait for this to happen. No, baby, we got the power to create this to happen. And sometimes the creation of it is with the vision boards and being able to see it in your mind and that thing, you know, trickle down to your heart and into your spirit. And then before you know it, you're doing the work and the exercise of it and it's manifested, you know, for all to see. You saw it before everyone else saw it, but now it's manifested for all to see. Yeah. Okay. So now we've actually talked ourselves off the air. So um, okay. I'm gonna do these last. <laughs> I told it. Did it go quick? Yes. Yeah, it does. It go. It really goes quick. I, I hope it was smooth for you because I try to make it as smooth as possible. Because some people are like, I like to know all the questions I'm gonna be asked. I like that sometimes. No, I'd rather. I'd like rather have a, just freestyle the conversation. Yes, that, I, I think that is so so much more powerful and and so much more important because it's whatever is needed for that moment. Right. All right. So I have three more questions. I'm going to ask you the first two questions. Then I'm going to allow you to give everybody your social media handles, your website again, and all of those things. All right. Okay. Okay. So the, the first question I have, you said so much to us over this uh, hour, but if everybody forgot or, yeah, if everybody forgot everything that you said, what is one thing that you would want them to take from this conversation? That when you feel like you've exhausted all possibilities, you still have options. It's, mm-hmm. it's up to you to create avenues. You have options. Yeah, I I wrote that down, that create avenues, because I feel like that's the space that we are in. I said in December, at the end of the year, in my prayer time, I heard God say that this was going to be the year of the creative. Didn't know how he was going to do it, 
Um, I did not see COVID-19 coming, but I was I always encourage the creators to take this time to be begin to create the solutions for when we open back up. It's a perfect time right. for creatives to create various avenues for themselves. So, uh, yeah, I love that. That is great. Okay. So then the second question is, on this show, we like to recognize what we call transforming transformers. Now, transforming transformers can be mentors, pastors, leaders, those that give us that push, family members. You know, when sometimes we want to walk away, we want to give up, sometimes they're that shoulder to lean on that, you know, we can cry in their arms, and other times they're the ones that say, yo, you got to get yourself together. Are there, is there anybody that you would like to recognize as a transforming transformer in your life? Yes. Um, I would like to recognize my, um, I mentioned her earlier, my good friend of over 26 years, Vanessa Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I would also like to recognize okay. my um, my acupuncturist. Her name is Hunjin Kwan. Um, okay. I'd like to recognize my, my yoga instructor. Her name is Martha McAlpin. She awesome. directly influenced my life through practice and um, just made me move move a little more without inhibition or moving my yoga practice without inhibition because I was so worried about how I looked and, you know, I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, if I, I could get into these poses the way that I needed to get into the poses. And she was the one that kept reiterating to me that yoga meets you where you are. Just be, just do what you can. Mm-hmm. And as time goes along, you'll do a little bit better. You know, just do what you can and it'll meet you where you are. So she's definitely, I definitely want to give her a shout as well. Um, who else? I would like, yeah, I'm, I, that's about it. Awesome, awesome. We thank each and every one of the uh, Transforming Transformers that were mentioned on tonight and other Transforming Transformers that are out there, we just want you to know that we appreciate you. If you're listening and you've had someone that's in your life that has served as a Transforming Transformer and you would like to write me about them so that I can, we can talk about them on the show, please email me at info at cliftonpettyjohn.com, okay? We want to make sure that those that are in the background making sure that we become who we are. Like I always say, it's always people in the background that make sure we look good on stage. And we've been the ones in the background making good, make sure others look good on stage as well. But we want to honor those here on this platform. All right, so at this time, I want to give you an opportunity to give us all of your information, uh, remind them again where they can purchase the book, you know, sign up for uh, your coaching services, any webinars you have coming up. And if you want to leave them with any last words, you're welcome to before we get to the last question. Okay. Um, like I said, my, my website is www.hierseless.com. Um, the good thing about the web- website is everything is at your fingertips. My social media is linked to it. My book is linked to it. My services is linked to it. So everything you would need to find out about me, my email, Everything is right there on the website. So um, just check me out, and I hope to be hearing from some people really soon. Um, I, If I could leave any last message, I would, like I said earlier, I would say be true to yourself. I would say um, 
tackle any inhibitions, I would say start writing your feelings down so you can understand them, so you can start to articulate what you're going through. You can't tackle them until you become aware of them. I um, And once again, you have options. You have options. There's so many times that I felt like I didn't have options. Like my back was against the wall. I stayed in um, relationships longer than I needed to. I stayed in, I had false sense of loyalty um, to people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, took a lot more than I probably should have because I felt like I couldn't do any better. I felt like I didn't have any options. I know now I can remove myself and create other opportunities. You know, I don't have to keep any any bit of toxicity in my life. If it doesn't work for me anymore, it's time to move on. So if I can impart anything, I would definitely impart that, that you have options. Never, ever feel like you're locked down anywhere that you don't want to be. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Guys, y'all hear it. You hear it. So now let's get to the last question. I end every conversation with this very same question. And that question is, Nova, who is God to you? Who is God to me? God is everything to me. Um, if, mm-hmm. if I didn't have God to lean on in my hardest times and even in times that I'm not having an issue, I don't know where I would be. It took for me to tap into my relationship with God and to sit down and literally start having a conversation for me to start feeling better. I couldn't get that mm-hmm. from any outside source um, on this earth. I couldn't get that from man. The only person I can get relief from was him. So to me, he's everything. To me, he's everything. And I'm working every day to get to know him better. Awesome. And the reason why I asked that question at the end is because I believe that we all have our personal experience and encounters with God, with the creator. However, I believe that there are dimensions and realms of him that have yet to be unlocked to us. But when we sit and have purposeful conversations, then we are encountering a dimension of God that we've yet to encounter. Why? Because we're encountering God the way that you encountered him, and then you can encounter him the way that I've encountered him. So thank you again, uh, Nova, for joining us on tonight. We really appreciate you. We appreciate your willingness to freely share with our listening audience. Listening audience, I thank each and every one of you. There will be no show without you, so thank you for listening. Remember, make sure you connect with Nova. Make sure you visit her website and get all the information that you need from right there. If you want to connect with me on social media, do so by visiting www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There you'll find my social media handles as well, or you can just type in Clifton Petty John on any social media platform, and you will find me. We are back this Friday with another show. We have King Mar coming in. He is from Philly. You want to find out about him, you can visit the website as well. Again, as I always say, guys, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Be blessed.
Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that, yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right, a free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there, purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.